Hello, and welcome to the Drink Up College Rugby Pod. We're back again, another week with the new format here. We came in last week hot, uh, once a week. Hope you guys tuned in for that. Uh, but I am Zach Lanning, and I am here again, as always, with my friend Colby Marshall. Colby, can you believe that it's almost October? That's uh, That seems insane to me to think about. Yeah, Zach, the year has really fly- flown by. And, you know, it's funny, I was playing a little fun game with my dog this morning, and uh, her name's Harley. And so I was like, Harley, all morning, I was telling her it's Christmas, you know, and that just gets her so excited, you know, because when we say Merry Christmas on Christmas, she gets like, so happy. And I just wanted her to be happy today. You know, the weather had me thinking, you know, had me feeling Christmas vibes. I don't know when I woke up this morning, just Christmas vibes all around. So. It's, it's been it's been a good start it's been a good start yeah that okay so that sounds like a very interesting morning that you have had um explain you, you unpacked it a little bit for me but i i have just a couple more questions about this uh why do you make a habit to lie to harley all the time about these kinds of things about the season uh is how is that a fun like game just tell me a little bit about your you know morning and how this came to be uh i'm just a little i'm Concern for you, like, do you need to get out and hang out more? Do you want to see more people? You know, like, I, I can give you a call in the mornings. Just unpack this a little bit for me, Colby. No, I mean, it's the, it's the first time. It's the first time it's ever happened. You know, just felt Christmas vibes in the morning. Maybe I could use uh, another friend or two. You know, maybe these nights have been lonely for me. But it was something that I had. I just felt Christmas vibes. And, you know, boy, can she pee. You know, when she gets excited, <laughs> she, she, she can pee, but Hey, Christmas is it, it's worth it for Christmas. It's worth it for Christmas. Hey, who knows? Yeah, I might not I, say it tomorrow, but if I feel those vibes again, we'll rock with it. Tomorrow might be Arbor day or something. Just make up whatever nah. days, you know, no, never, never Arbor something day. something special about Christmas. You can make Christmas, uh, a Christmas day in September. That's fair. Uh, yeah, I, I love Christmas myself. I'm a Christmas guy. Um, uh, so, yeah, I, I uh, with that, I think it's, you know, great transition into our big container segment for the week. Get some news around the league, around the rugby world. Uh, again, in partnership with the Rugby Morning newsletter, you can subscribe to that at rugbymorning.com. It is Christmas in New England, Colby, for sure, as they get the gift of a second year with uh, Scottish sensation Dougie Fife, who has said he's going to return now for a second year with the Free Jacks. I think he was a huge part of what they accomplished towards the end of last season you know obviously he, he was a great uh player in the back line track scoring machine uh what are your thoughts here on, on Dougie Five coming back for a second season yeah I think that's big for the New England Free Jacks they're a team that were obviously left out of the MLR playoffs when all was said and done but they finished strong like you said to the tail end of the season and I think that having him in the back line obviously He's a top five try scorer uh, in, in the MLR last season, like you said. And so that's going to be a big, big, big return for the Free Jacks in their quest to return to MLR playoff contention. Yeah, and I'm also uh, would love to see another matchup. I don't know if he'll go the bleach blonde hair route again, you know, next season. But to, to when he played or when the Free Jacks played rugby ATL and they had Marco Keefe uh, at outside center, with the bleach blonde hair as well, be, you know, one-on-one on one uh, with uh, Dougie Fife, who's playing outside center at the same time. And you couldn't really tell who, which one was which, because they had the same hairstyle going on. I'm looking forward to another round of that this season as well. What is it about rugby players in the beach blonde? 
Like, am I missing something? Is that an American thing? Is it, does that happen overseas? Uh, I, I mean, see it all the time. Dougie Fife and Marco Keith, both internationals, you know, the Scottish guy and, and an Irish guy. So I, I think uh, that's a rugby thing. Yeah. I mean, look at the All Blacks. They, a lot of those guys did it as well uh, for, for games. I'd seen a bunch of games with like uh, Rico Ioani and, and a couple other guys doing the bleach blonde. So just a rugby thing worldwide. And I don't, I never... I never did it myself. Again, I don't think I had the hair for it. As you know, you can tell if anyone who's watched the pod, I don't, I have none at this point. Um, I did in college, but didn't bleach, didn't bleach it. I don't know. I don't want to tell you, Colby. It's interesting. I think we need some hard hitting reporting on this. I agree. I agree. Even at the college level, you see it all the time. Man. I don't know if I like it. I don't know if I could pull it off. Maybe that's why I don't like it. <laughs> you never tried it. I think you could if you, if you gave it a shot. And I won't, uh, I won't pass comment. You know, again, hair is not necessarily my thing. Um, but I know in college also it's big, just the random hairstyles. You get the mohawks, get a little some faux hawks. You know, I've seen some some outlandish hairstyles. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. It really is just a, just rugby tradition. A new rugby tradition here, Colby. I'm two for two with wonderful segues. Uh, PR sevens coming in October. They've started putting out some rosters. So any you know any thoughts from you on these uh, opening you know initial roster constructions for for some of these teams here going forward? Yeah, I think it's really exciting, Zach, seeing some of these names on the rosters. Uh, we're starting to, I think we have seven teams now in the league and all rosters are filled, you know, uh, particularly on the Perry Baker side. I was happy to see my man Watson, Philicatonga on that team. Royal Jones from AIC is also in that team. Bunch of guys from the MLR along with Watson, uh, Connor Buckley, John Powers are all featured on some teams. And they even have, uh, it's a really nice setup they have on the website. Like you can purchase jerseys for the players uh you know you see everybody's names it, it's really cool what they're doing with the pr7s and i just can't wait to follow it in memphis you know it's going to be i think a real spectacle and um it's really going to be an opportunity for a lot of people to showcase their skills a lot of players that i think have gone unnoticed in the sevens realm you know that have really done good things this past spring and this past summer in sevens tournaments so it's going to be really exciting to see those type of players uh, compete on this stage with the opportunity to really make a name for themselves. Yeah, I agree. I am super excited. Uh, I just, you know, I'm looking at these rosters too. Team, team kind of stands out to me. Uh, good luck tackling anybody. You got Danny Barrett as the captain and you have John Ryberg, Christian Rodriguez, Harley Wheeler, you know, Colson Warner. Those are some, uh, those are some names on that one, but I am really excited to see, you know, like a, a solid uh, competitive sevens tournament, you know, sevens league start to start to take hold. I think sevens is huge for the future of the sport in the country. Colby, I don't know if you feel the same way, but I think that's a much easier game to sell to, you know, inexperienced rugby fans, possibly in the States or new rugby fans as kind of like a gateway into the 15s, which is a little bit more technical, but sevens is really, you know, it's a lot about athleticism and it's, it's kind of open space and a lot of cool stuff happens. So if we could stand up a really solid sevens tournament, I think that is going to be a great way to start funneling people into the, the rugby world. Right. Cause it's a lot less moving parts. Sevens is right. You know, so easier to follow. Like you said, great game, overall, great game, fast, quick, high intensity, best athletes in rugby play sevens. Everything about it is just entertaining and attractive. Yeah, I think it's a little bit more of it's sexy. a little bit more of an Americanized version of it is sexy. It's hot. It's hot. It's spicy. Yeah, it's, it's you know, quick, 
So you get the short attention span, you seven minute halves. That's it. That's all you got to sit and pay attention to. Uh, so I, th- I think it's, it's going to be, you know, really important for the development of the game. Um, another important thing for the development of the game here in the States, three for three on segways, Colby, take notes on this. AJ McGinty, most likely going to be ruled out of the USA's two leg uh, qualifying uh, next couple matches against Uruguay here for that World Cup qualifying push. That's huge for the Eagles. You know, uh, he you saw the difference it made when he played even just an extra half uh, in that second test against Canada when he was really ready to go. He's a huge part of, of that roster for the Eagles. He was playing amazing at his was, he was playing for sale when he got hurt, uh, was just ripping it up. Uh, in the premiership match and then got hurt. looks like a shoulder and it looks like he's not going to be available. So, I mean, that could be, that could be really big news for, for the Eagles. Yeah. Injuries plaguing the Eagles once again, Zach. And I'm curious, who do you think will take a spot moving forward? So, I mean, they've had uh, generally, you know, when he has not uh, been available at the fly half spot, I mean, they had, um, I can't think of his name now. Uh, John Powers. I don't think it'll be John Powers. They had Luke Hardy uh, step up and play the fly half spot. I don't know if Will of uh, Will McGee might be healthy again. He had been kind of uh, unavailable for them previously. Uh, so, you know, it'd be interesting to see who they put at that fly half spot. I know they had Luke Hardy do it. Uh, that first match against Canada did not go wonderfully for the U.S., um, but it'd be a tough call for, for Gary Gold. Uh, uh, you know, if you, you could put John Powers kind of name out there, maybe the rosters, I think they're actually announcing today in a few hours, <laughs> obviously, you know, when we're recording this pod, uh, it's going to be a little late, but John Powers yeah. highlight highlights, cue John Powers highlights, <laughs> yeah. but no, yeah. <laughs> Do you have Gary Gold's email address? I think it's like gary.gold at usa.com. I think that's it. So. Just keep trying a bunch of I'd, I'd like to see them give a younger guy a shot, you know, the likes of a John Powers who's going to be featured in this PR7 tournament. But, I mean, we'll see. Uh, I, yeah, go ahead. I just think this these these matches are uh, very important, you know. Again, growing the game in the States, you, you want to qualify for that World Cup. You know, is it is it necessarily time to give uh, an uncapped player or younger guy a shot at this? I don't know. That's just my opinion. I think it's – you know, you really want to make sure you're getting your best 15 out there and you want somebody with experience at the fly hat position because you got to win. You got to win these two tests. You got you got to qualify. Um, you know, it's, it's it's huge. And speaking of the Eagles, Colby, uh, then that, again, makes a four for four perfect for me on segues in the news section today. Their match against New Zealand on October 23rd in D.C. still on, obviously, but it was announced recently that it's going to be Army and Navy uh, that are going to play ahead of that match, kind of as like a little teaser uh, beforehand, which I, I'm really excited for. Both squads undefeated so far. You know, I think we'll touch on Army a little bit later in the show as well in their match. Uh, Navy coming off a win over Queens University Charlotte, an impressive win for them. That should be a great clash. You know, always, always uh, fun when the, when the service academies play in any sport. Uh, the rivalries there obviously run deep. So I'm really pumped to see them ahead of that match. Uh, and then, you know, obviously USA versus the All Blacks uh, should be good as well. But that, you know, that that really is a great way to kick things off, I think. Yeah, not only a great match, Zach, but an opportunity, I think, for a lot of the guys in that game, in that college game, to really show out in front of some professional coaches, you know, uh, professional recruiters. So it's going to be a really huge opportunity, I think, if I'm playing in that game. 
you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to show out, you know, in front, in front of Gary Gold and company. So it's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, obviously they'll be up for that game. No, no trouble, you know, uh, coming in with a lot of, uh, <clears throat> a lot of adrenaline, a lot of, you know, uh, will, will to play in that one. So that'll be, that'll be a good match to watch for sure. I am, uh, I don't think I'll be able to make it to DC for the game. I'm hoping they televise it somewhere, but I will definitely figure out how to watch that somehow. Um, now, before we get into the weekly recap, just uh, somewhat, you know, sadder bit of news here to end things, but Lindenwood University women's coach, Billy Nicholas, who he's been hospitalized since August 31st uh, after contracting pneumonia and COVID. So, uh, but it seems that his condition is improving according to the golf rugby report. Uh, but we wanted to make a note here, you know, our thoughts uh, and prayers with Billy Nicholas from the, the drink up here and wanted to say there has been a GoFundMe page that's been set up to help the Nicholas family pay for the medical bills. We'll put that link in the episode description for you all. If you can, you know, make sure you help out there. Um, great, great coach, obviously a great man, led that program to a lot of really solid wins recently. So, you know, hopefully he, uh, we wish him a swift recovery. Yeah, get well, get well, Billy. So we will uh, start Colby now kind of looking back at last week. We have our, our three main takeaways each. Uh, why don't you kick us off with that? What was your number one thought from last weekend's games? Yeah, Boston College really sending a message to UConn, I think, stood out to me, 48 to nothing. Really a dominant performance by the Eagles in that game. A lot of great things that you could pick out from them. Uh, Connor Robinson in particular, we're going to get into him a little bit and uh, what he was able to do. But I think that was a, a really dominant performance because UConn were uh, sort of flying high coming into the game. So it's a good win for Boston College. I would say also a dominant performance for whoever was running their Twitter account, live tweeting that game. Uh, I enjoyed reading that thread back, uh, you know, preparing for the pod. They tweeted out a pretty solid Star Trek gif, uh, you know, at the end of that to announce the win, which always is going to get you uh, A-OK in my book. Uh, so I, I was <laughs> excited about that as well. Um, so, you know, good, good on them for that. But yeah, great win for, for Boston College. You know, they're off to a strong start. Um, and you're looking forward to seeing how, how they go the rest of the season. Um, my, my number one takeaway on the week, the biggest matchup for me was Penn State's win over Kutztown. Uh, Penn State winning that game 33 to 30. Two really solid programs, uh, you know, who have, have had some success so far this season. This game, you know, did not disappoint. It had a lot of, you know, had a little bit of everything. Multiple tries, lead changes. Last, you know, last minute drama, Kutztown potential game winning try. You know, they, they had a cross field kick that was touchdown in the try zone, but called back for offsides. You know, it's just been interesting for me to see, to watch this Penn State team this year, Colby, though. You know, their coach, Justin Hundley, said they, they're a young team, and, and that's true. And, and so they've had a lot of tough wins. They've held in there and close ones against Queens University. And then, you know, and then now this one against Kutztown. So it's great experience for them. Uh, a W is a W. Doesn't matter, you know, how you get it done. Uh, so I think this is some good early season experience for them. They have some tough games coming up against Army and then St. Bonaventure. So I'd love to see them, you know, start to pick it up a little bit, maybe. But if they keep eking out close wins, like I said, you know, win is a win. So uh, so good on them. Yeah, I mean, Zach, that's a game that a lot of us or the two of us you know, had circled, you know, when we were talking about games to watch this past weekend and it really lived up to the bill, lived up to expectations. Really nice to see those two teams really go at it in a close game. I think it's great for the game and two teams that are top of the NCR D1 
standings right now and just a game that lived up to the bill. So it's what you love, love to see. Yeah, kind of like we know what we're talking about a little bit, Colby. I'm glad we, I, I was glad that that uh, came through. And just to end it, shout out to Penn State women who won their opener 78 to 8 over Virginia as well. Um, but Colby, what's your, what's your number two here uh, from last weekend's games? Yeah, it's got to be Fordham pulling out a close victory over Colgate. And so Colgate, they had the unfortunate situation of uh, not being able to play games because of COVID in the beginning of their season. And now that they're starting to get games under their belt, it looks like they're starting to come into their own a little bit. You know, scoring 17 points is a big improvement from uh, scoring 12, obviously, against Iona. Uh, just th that consistency of scoring is important for the young team. Their backs are really what stood out to me in the game against Iona. If they could get their backs the ball and uh, have them play a little bit out wide, they can they can be dangerous for 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 teams to play against. But I think it just comes down to getting more minutes for those young guys because they have a, they got a lot of young guys, young fly half, young back line, and so it's just going to take time. But this is a good, I think, step in the right direction. Um, playing a close game against Fordham. Now, Colby, do you want me to uh, give you a hard time now for my second uh, point of last week, or do you want me to wait till the lock it up segment? You get to pick. You're talking about the Bonnies, aren't you? I am talking about Army uh, winning again a game against St. Bonaventure, shutting them out, uh, which I believe was your, if I'm not mistaken, remind me, whether that was or was not your lock of the week that the Bonnies would be the ones victorious. Uh, you think I would pick St. Bonaventure and Iona graduate and Iona alumni. You think I would go with St. Bonaventure? I just, we could check the tape. We could check the tape. I, I believe you predicted a bounce back win for the Bonnies here over this army side. Uh, is that, is that not correct? I did. I, I predicted a bounce back win for the Bonnies and they disappointed me. Uh, I learned my lesson moving forward. St. Bonaventure are a really good team. Came up short against Army, but I don't think the scoreline really does them justice. I think they played better than what the final score says. And so it's just something to build on for them moving forward. I think they're still going to have a great year and be right up there in the NCR playoffs. Yeah, that is that that is why this is my second point on the week. I mean, I, I watched that game so I could see if you were right or wrong on your pick. But, you know, I think it very much had a chance to go the way you had predicted. I mean, the 29 to nothing makes it seem like army dominated that whole game. I don't think that was the case. I mean, St. Bonaventure had a lot of opportunities that they just did not capitalize on. I think that both teams played really solid rush defense. So, you know, they were very aggressive. Um, I, I think army just won on the margins. They won on the kind of fringes there. I think they had had higher fitness level, and I think their forward pack just was much more dominant. Um, you know, you could tell the early scrums, uh, Army just just really owned those. And in the lineouts, and they, you know, they scored off a couple, I believe, uh, you know, pick and go tries uh, or, you know, off of some malls as well. I, I just think, you know, St. Bonaventure could have won. There's a universe out there where the Bonnies win that one. Um, you know, they, they, they hung in there for, for a long time. I think Army just had the slight edge. And, and uh, so again, yeah, that, that 29 to zero scoreline really doesn't do it, do it justice. Um, so we'll see. I, I think you, you were, you definitely took a risk on that pick. It was much more bold than my choice. Um, and you definitely, uh, definitely could have been right. Yeah. I wanted to say, I'm going to make a, uh, a goal of mine to be safer with my pick this week. Definitely going to be safer with my pick. 
So what uh, what's your final takeaway from last weekend? You know, Syracuse. Syracuse continues to put up points, Zach. They're now the leading scorer in the Liberty Empire Conference uh, with 115 points after defeating Cortland 51-24. to And they got a big match coming up this weekend against Binghamton, who are only one spot ahead of them in the standings. So I can't wait for that one. But, you know, that 51-24 to result against Cortland just continues to rack up the points for Syracuse. And I'm looking forward to that game this weekend. Yeah, that should be a good one. I, I love uh, – are they at home in that one, Colby? I didn't see yeah, I believe they're home. That's great because it's a great that's a great place, uh, you know, to to play some rugby. I think they they play in the um, that football stadium they have there. But I we you know we were able to interview their coach for the rugby NJ kind of recruiting as well. And, you know, obviously a legend in the in the sport. So I, I'm looking forward to to that match as well. Liberty Empire's been uh, been pretty spicy so far this year. So um, you know, I think we talked about Nazareth is is playing well in that. Uh, that division as well. So, you know, a lot of, a lot of interesting stuff going on. Yeah. Number two and number three going at it. Going to be a big matchup. We'll circle that one for sure. Uh, one, a game that, you know, we had highlighted last week uh, for my, you know, for my final takeaway here from last weekend, the Davenport women just continue to blow people away. And I like, am, I was, I think I, I had highlighted that as a game to watch it depends on what kind of rugby you like to watch and whether or not this, that panned out, they won 124 to zero over Ohio state. Uh, and I mean, that's to put up a hundred burger like that, you know, and then shut out the other team as well through full 80 minutes uh, is just very impressive. You know, they, their defense was insane. You know, I, I was watching a little bit of that game and the camera was just, it, it panned to the Ohio state, you know, side of the field in that first half and then just never left. I don't think Ohio State crossed the midfield mark that entire first half. Um, you know, their their physical team, every time, you know, Ohio State had to tackle one of their runners, it was two or three players, you know, a pop. They were great at offloading, keeping the ball alive. Their ball handling was excellent. And, you know, the Notre Dame team they beat last week by 49 points was no joke. They, you know, Notre Dame demolished Michigan this week, 52 to five. So this Davenport side is for real. Um, you know, I'm circling the end of the end of the season match for them against Penn State women. Um, but, you know, they, they're going to do uh, some really good things here to the end of the season. And, and I'm going to uh, keep watching just a pure domination. And that's not easy, Zach. That's not easy to put up 100 points in a college rugby game. Like I know I've been on the end of Iona putting up 100 plus points in games before. I've also been on the other end when we went to play St. Mary's, the best team in the country. Back in 2018, they put up 100 points on us. And so it, it takes depth. It takes stamina from your team. It takes depth. And that's impressive. Yeah. At that point, for the other team's psyche, that's tough. That is the game. And we'll move into our Players of the Week section now. Colby, highlight uh, some, some people who were really good at that game this weekend. Uh, for me, my number one, Brendan O'Neill. Uh, I mentioned Nazareth College before. Uh, you know, he is that we've mentioned him in a couple other shows as well, but he's the freshman fly half for Nazareth College, who are so far undefeated on the on the season this week. They beat Binghamton 37-29 and O'Neill accounted for 22 of his team's 37 points in that one. So, you know, he was the first to score. He slotted two penalty kicks early. He had his own try. Uh, you know, he, he kind of kept them in the game. Uh, Binghamton, you know, put up some points and, and actually pulled ahead at one point. But, you know, he, he kept his, his head, and, and so did the others on that team. Uh, he, he was great with con, on conversions. 
And, you know, he's been a really big reason the Golden Flyers are undefeated so far, but he's also got a lot of talent around him uh, and junior Khalil Lynch and uh, Kyle Decker as well. But, you know, we talked about the importance of a freshman fly half to a team last year and he, his performance this week just really stood out uh, to me. So uh, kudos to Brendan O'Neill on this one. Yeah, you love seeing freshman fly halves play at a high level. And he's a guy that we've mentioned a lot on the pod, Zach. Maybe we could get him on uh, one of these weeks. Maybe he could come on. He's been a, a popular guy, I'd say, on, on, on the drink up. So um, I'm with you. I, I'd also love to have your pick on as well. It seems a very, very interesting uh, guy and, and had a hell of a week this week. Yeah, Connor Robinson, the senior out of Boston College, uh, one of the best players in the Liberty Conference back in 2019. And he did what he expected. He did what we expected him to do, I should say, over the weekend. And that scored tries. You know, he had 19 tries in eight conference matches in 2019. He had the hat trick for Boston College and their win over UConn. Uh, he's just a, you know, tight head prop that can score tries. Uh, that's what he does. And that's what he did against UConn. Um, he's been a really great player for Boston College in his senior year. Now definitely is on the MLR radar, um, in my, in my opinion. And so I, I can't wait to see how this year plays out for him. I'd love to have him on the pod. Seven tries in two games so far this season, Colby as well. I mean, that's bananas. I've never, I mean, what is, what do you, what do you think? Is there a record? Like, do they keep records of these things in like D1, D1A college rugby? How many, you know, who has the most tries in a season? Because this guy's got to be up there. If you, what the pace he's on currently is insane. Uh, he reminds me of like Dylan Fawcett a little bit. You get a hooker who can score tries, you know, when you need to. Uh, that that it would, I think he would make a, big, a great addition to a team in the MLR as well. So, but seven and two games is absolutely bananas. Yeah, he's on a rapid pace uh, for sure. Can't wait to see what he. I, I mean, I don't know. He he is on pace to eclipse nineteen. I mean, nineteen's a lot in eight games, and he's on pace to eclipse that. I mean, this is like Cristiano Ronaldo type scoring pace in, in soccer. Or, what Giancarlo Stanton is doing right now in the MLB for the Yankees. Just, just ridiculous. I can't, the, the Yankees stress me out too much. I can't, I can't talk about them anymore. It's been a, such an up and down year, but uh, uh, so, you know, my, on the women's side for me, my player of the week uh, was Cody Butt from army, the flanker. So army coming off a physical battle, their first loss of the season to Dartmouth the previous week. You know, they and then they had a tough matchup in Quinnipiac. So this is a classic trap game for me, Colby. You know, it's you know, you, you you're up for the match against Dartmouth. Maybe you, you know, you, you get off the bus a little a little tight, you know, before this Quinnipiac match. And it, it started out slow for both teams. So, you know, not a lot of points in that first half until Cody Butt, the junior, comes in and uh, slots a penalty right towards the, the end of the first half. And, you know, that swung momentum in, in favor of Army. Her, her coach even said after the game, you know, that kind of got them going. They followed it up with a score at the end of the half and then didn't look back, ultimately winning 39 to nothing. Cody had two uh, tries in that game and three conversions. Solid on defense. They shut out Quinnipiac as well. You know, she scored in three of their four matches this year. She got two multi-score games. Uh, she's kicking with incredible precision. So, uh, Cody Butt is my player in the women's side of the week. Just an, an incredible game against Quinnipiac. And she's going to be huge for Army when they get into some later tests in the season. Um, you know, I think they'll be right there at the end with the Harvard and Dartmouth and Brown. And, and I'm looking forward to, to seeing kind of how they, they play out the rest of their year. Yeah, I agree with you, Zach. I think Cody Butt is somebody that deserves recognition for player of the week. But I think I want to also highlight the fullback out of Vassar, 
Vivica Shepard. She had two tries in their 39 to 14 victory against Fairfield last Friday uh, in their home opener. Her team's now 3-0, and she's been at the forefront of their most recent success as a senior fullback. You know, she's playing with two really young wingers in that back line. Uh, so wanted to highlight her performance over the weekend as well, Shepard. So let's hop into, you know, quickly some games on our radar uh, for next week, Colby, this coming weekend of games. I mean, for me, I had it for me, Kutztown versus AIC on Friday, AIC getting their first action of the season. So I really am looking forward to seeing, you know, kind of what kind of side they have this year. Um, but anything catch your eye? Yeah, those are some big games. Uh, I like Syracuse Binghamton, that game. We touched on it a bit. Two of the highest scoring teams in that Liberty Empire conference. Definitely going to be a barn burner, I think, early in the season. And Northeastern versus Fairfield as well. Two undefeated teams in that Liberty New England conference. Uh, you know, Fairfield, they almost beat Iona. You know, if we remember the first game of the year, they only lost nine points to the Gales. And so I think they've been battle tested, unlike Northeastern, who I don't think have played an opponent to Iona's caliber. And it'll be really, really fun to see how they fare against Fairfield, because I think Fairfield, we kind of know what they are. We kind of know what, you know, what they're capable of. I think they're going to be the favorite in this game. So Northeastern, I think, is going to have something to prove and should be a fun game. Now, uh, a game for me that, you know, I'm looking forward to, Colby, the Penn State men's versus Army, both undefeated teams here. Are you looking to – do you want to lock in Penn State here as we move to lock it up? you want to just keep betting against Army and see how that goes for the rest of the season? See, I see what you're trying to do, Zach. You're trying to bait <laughs> me into this, and I'm not going to fall for it. I'm not going to give you another easy win. I'm not going to do it. I know exactly who I'm going with, and you're not going to change my mind. All right, let's get into it then. Locks of the week. Lock it up. My new favorite segment, America's new favorite segment. Uh, just to recap last week, you know, we've touched on it a little bit, but I was correct in my pick with Mary Washington over Southern Virginia. They won 52 to 15. Not even close. Again, not a super risky pick for me, but uh, Southern Virginia is a, a decent side, you know, that they're not uh, – you know, they, they were not like kind of paltry opposition for Mary Washington, but Mary Washington took care of business. Colby, your Bonnies, your beloved Bonnies fell to Army 21 to zero, uh, giving, you know, that making that pick incorrect for you this year. I have an early lead and lock it up with a 1-0 record to your own one. Any, you know, just anything you have to say about that first week? Of lock it up. I, I think it was the show who has the balls uh, between the two of us on this drink up <laughs> podcast. But other than that, I have nothing else to say, Zach. Moving on, on to the next one, on to the next one. That's fair. I'll leave I, it at that. Yeah. They know. The people know. I, I, <laughs> I, I, you did inspire me. Like, I really want, my heart is telling me to lock, to either lock in Penn State women over life university for some reason. I just, I feel good about that. I don't know why. I, I, <laughs> life is very good. I think life, uh, it, you know, ultimately takes that game, but there's just something about the, that Penn state side that makes me want to, to lock that in. And that would be, I think, I feel like that would be a bit of a risky pick. So I don't know. I'm going back and forth. I have, I have one that locked in that I, that I really like, but um, I'm going to, you want, I'll do it. I'll take a risk this week. I'll lock that up. I'll lock it in Penn state women over life university on Thursday. And uh, now you can't, now you can't say anything about it. You know, now you can't call me a coward anymore. Uh, I'll, I'll take, I was going to do army women over Mount St. Mary's, which I think is, is pretty much guaranteed, but I, I'm going to say the Penn state women's side, take it home this weekend. Let's go. 
You were gonna take the army with man. I should. I, I just want to punch you right now. That was a gimme, but I'm <laughs> well, glad that you're I changing your mind. I'm glad you're changing. Your mind. But because I mean, is the goal? Are we trying to win here? Are we trying to? Uh, well, we going for if the you really here? think the army? That's the thing. It's about what you believe, right? I maybe we should do two picks: one that we actually believe, and then one upset. Like we have to pick one upset. That works for me. You know, I mean, yeah, I guess I don't know. You could probably say that Penn State over life would be the upset. So I'll, I'll, I'll do. I'm down for that. We keep track of that. Uh, so yeah, my my normal army over Mount St. Mary's on the women's side is my like guarantee lock it up, and then but also give me Penn State over life. So I'm gonna take Syracuse over Binghamton at home. That's gonna be okay. my my real opinion, my real my real pick, and then my upset pick. I'm gonna go with AIC over Cutstown. Wow, that is a good AIC. Not has not played so far this year. I don't know what they yeah. just down a couple close matches. They look good against Penn State, so that'll be that'll be a big one if that comes through for you, Cole. I like both your picks. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how it goes. I like that one a lot. Maybe we could do like if your upset comes off, you get two points. And for your regular, you just get one point. I like that. I like that. I got to write these things down so I don't forget. Um, that's lock it up for this week. And that is a lock on this pod, Colby. Any closing thoughts here before we uh, say goodbye to the people? Yeah, great stuff. Thanks for tuning in once more. Um, definitely be on the lookout for a possible guest next week. I think uh, we might have something in the works in regards to that. So Get excited for that, guys, and keep up the support. Appreciate you tuning in again for the drink up. Yeah, uh, keep keep on listening. Subscribe, rate, review, Woo! tweet at us. Do whatever you got to do. Uh, we appreciate your you listening in. We have fun doing this every week. So uh, it's Christmas in the Marshall household, uh, but you know <laughs> we have plenty of pods left. This rugby season is just underway on the college side. So stick with us. Go Saders, baby. That's all I got to say to end this one. I don't even know what their record is this year, but go Saders. So go Gales. You know we're bringing it home. Let's go. Let's do it.